Hi, the guest for today's episode is my former classmate, Tim,、uh, when I was studying at Berkeley College of Music as a music therapy major. And right now, we are both practicing for certified music therapists.、Uh, we both have experience working in organization, doing clinical music therapy, as well as running our own private practice. So when we get together and discussing about what we're gonna talk, and there was just a lot of common interests、um, and topics coming out. And for today, we talked about our life after Berkeley in general. Although there are a lot more aspects about that, and because we're both very interested in exploring the innovation. In music therapy, because、um, both of us are curious about how we believe that there are much more area that music therapy can reach out to than the current practice, so that more people can benefit from it. And I personally enjoy so much to to see people people's face lights up when they first experience music therapy.、Um, so we talk about that. And、uh, we talk about our work,、um, teams' work.、Uh, there's a big part are about healing from trauma. So we shared our experience, and we have some experiential activities for you towards the end of the session as well.、Uh, we also touched about a little bit about、um, burnout as a helping profession and how to prevent it. What we do as self-care. And there are lots, lots more other topics, and I can't wait to invite Tim back to po- the podcast in the near future. And so, please leave your comments, your thoughts, and what are the topics you are curious to hear more in the comments, or you can email to generoustalk@gmail.com. We're looking forward to hear from you and enjoy. Our conversation. Meet interesting spirits, create the real you. Welcome to Generous Talk, an intercultural conversation on music. Health and lifestyle. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. This is Xinyuan. Today we have Tim Cole on the podcast, and、hey. uh, yeah, you want to say hi with your voice or with your、yeah. sure. Your hey, hand? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. How's it? How's it going? So glad that y'all can make it,、uh, and I'm really excited to, you know, talk with Shinyu、um, about music therapy, about cultural differences, about innovation, about what each of us are doing,、um, and I'm also excited to hear any questions that you guys have about music therapy in general or about what、um, about what we're doing. So yeah, let's get this party started. Here we go. So,、um, also for our podcast audience, would you like to have a musical 
introduction of yourself. When people already read your uh, bio um, on the, in the description, how about give mm -hmm. us a musical intro of yourself? Oh, musical intro of myself? Yeah. Like, like what does that mean? Like, just like... Just say, um, yeah, just say who, who you are and with music. <laughs> okay. Like just like just like tell me a little bit about myself. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, sure. So uh my name is Timothy Cole. I'm from Houston, Texas, and I'm here currently in Houston, hot, hot Houston. Um I actually went to school with Xing Yu and that's where we met and uh we learned a lot together. And I think um we're both kind of doing like different things, but what I'm really focusing on as a music therapist now is a lot in mindfulness, um, as well as like positive affirmations, but it goes a little bit deeper than just the affirmations. It's, um, really about building self-worth using the affirmations. Uh, so building self-worth, um, and doing that through additionally, not just, not just the affirmation writing, but also reflective singing, um, and also uh, songwriting, a specific type of songwriting called lyric substitution. Um, so that's kind of really what I focus on. And I can get more in depth in that later on in the podcast mm -hmm. um, about kind of how that all works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're going to have some two music therapists on the show. So we're going to have some musical uh, fun together. Yeah. <laughs> So we're just, we're just going to uh, do a little call and response improvisation and just invite you to close your eyes and just listen, breathe, and allow yourself to just be in the moment. Okay? All right, cool. Uh, Shinya, I guess if you want to just start with any chord. Okay. Jazzy one, pop one. What, whatever whatever you Rock want ones, whatever you, heavy metal one what, <laughs> heavy metal please please let's go I think uh, I think we have some technical issue because when hmm. yeah I couldn't hear you at all. Interesting. Maybe it's, it's because we can't play at the same time. All right. Yeah. All right. So mm -hmm. <laughs> how about we do that chorus? Like you. Yeah, yeah. You go. We can yeah. have a checking. Just like you play uh, like musically. I'll play something and uh, just let's like we have a conversation, let's have a musical one instead. Let's do it. The let's technical do it. Is, is challenging too. When can we actually play all at the same time online? I wish that they come. I'm like, soon. I'm so ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is how I'm feeling right now.
nice you know um there's been there's actually newer research showing that improvisation any kind of improvisation can mm -hmm. be musical or can be like theater improvisation mm -hmm. uh, is like similar and has similar effects on our brain as meditation yeah i yeah. totally totally agree with that so so it's like it's uh, improvisation is like a form of meditation actually it's really cool you know, uh, there's, there's one uh, fun thing when I share with uh, my um, uh, followers in the, like, in, in China, and one, uh, one person uh, told me that, uh, wow, the, the guest looks a lot like the, the main character in the Soul movie. <laughs> <laughs> And and when you you know when you talk about that improvisation like in the zone right that's the well we are in the zone also yeah yeah <laughs> we are in the zone yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it's it's meditation I really love that like clips um you know when my mom mom watched that movie and there was a clip right the lost soul there are those people who are in the uh, the investor manager. Where just mm -hmm. like make a trade, make a trade, make a trade, make a trade, make a trade every day, and in in the soul like Ram, he's like the you know uh, very confused and lost uh, character, just like going like it's like an addiction, you know, going mm. mind uh, mindlessly, and then <laughs> how they saved uh, him is actually a group of. They're a musician, there's like meditating, they're, they're yogi, they're all playing those music, and that's how they call his soul back. And he said, like, and in the reality, the real world, he's suddenly awake, like, what am I like doing here? I'm just wasting my life. And then he just like so joyfully surrounded the computer and just went out like stop. Isn't, <laughs> isn't that cool? That is such a that is such a cool interpretation of how it all works. I really love soul um, and how they really like integrated music into that and having it really be a central uh, aspect of, of spirituality as well. Yeah, it is. Because I, I think in a, in a lot of cultures, especially, um, you know, especially a lot of indigenous cultures, um, music and spirituality are not like a separate thing. They're kind mm -hmm. of like, in, in sync, you know, mm -hmm. 
So, you know, so I, and I'm a very like spiritual person. So I definitely feel that strong. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's a spiritual way of life. Mm -hmm. I agree. In Chinese traditional cultures, also like the Asian time, 5,000 years ago, mm -hmm. it's, it's not a, like playing music to showing off or to like offer entertainment, but it's to bring wellness and to, it's a spiritual practice for heart because when people listen to your music, they actually, okay, wow, I, I hear you. I understand. Okay. Where you are, who are you like? And, uh, it's a way to make friends and have those deep connections. In integrated into every single aspect of your way of life. You know, it's just, it's ex exactly what, like, what you say. It's a part of like you know, who people are. You know, unless you have musical aphasia, I think it's just. <laughs> what is music aphasia? Like, <laughs> I think we oh, know gosh. it. We know it. I think most people don't know. I learned that in the music therapy class. Me too. Did we watch the same? We were yeah. probably in the same. Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen. Yeah. yeah. Kathleen <laughs> Holland. Amusia. Uh, yeah. Amusia. Yeah. Amusia. There you go. Uh, Amusia. So that's when uh essentially your brain does not process music at least not in the way that other people at the average person typical person process music um so whereas we hear you know frequencies as all these beautiful sounds um someone who's uh who has amusia 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 everyone <laughs> amusia um someone who has this condition they might hear it as really like clinking sounds or something that's just very unpleasant to the ear. Mm -hmm. So they enjoy music, they which is process the, the music. Yeah. 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 It's very, it's very sad to me, but mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it's a neurological condition. It has nothing yeah. to do with their hearing or if it, it's not yeah. biological, biological, it's something to do with the brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I I also remember another fascinating thing when I learned that it was also um, people have amusia. Um, it also affects their ability to express emotions, like through those inton like intonation. There's like uh, timbre, which when we speak, all those uh, tone change, those melodic change, mm. they also have hard time processing those because these are connected. Uh, they're the same region that process uh, language, uh, the non-verbal aspect of language and music. They are overlapping. That's, that's interesting. And I, I wonder if how many cases there are specifically in China of amusia since oh. the language is so tonal, you know? So it's I like... Don't know. I haven't seen such yeah. research. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, isn't that that's that's something I would like? I would love. Maybe maybe you want to like look into and you know, because I I just what you said just like made me think of it, and I was like, oh, you know, every every Chinese language, like pretty much every like every dialect, every dialect is like tonal, right? Uh, I can I cannot say like because I haven't done the research for all dialect, but the ones that you know, what of. I know, like most of them, yeah, yeah, has okay. a lot of those uh, also the emotional aspects like mm -hmm. yeah I, I can't imagine how it, it become inaccessible for someone's amusia that 
they can't access the emotional part, the nonverbal parts,、uh, when、mm. they listen to other people speak or when they、um, are speaking. You know, that's that's tricky. It would cause a lot of miscommunication, and at that point, I would imagine that they probably rely a lot on body language. But body language can also、facial. differ. So, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, facial thinking, all the all these like、uh, non anything nonverbal. But、uh, I don't know. That, that's if I had that, that's the only thing I could really rely on. I think,、mm-hmm. unless I'm like psychic. <laughs> Compensate for it. Yeah, there are a lot of things.、Uh, we are getting so much into the neuroscience. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, fasc- it's fascinating. In neuroscience, the basic,、uh, it's a big foundation for me. Therapy today. So.、Mm. Oh, absolutely, and and so necessary、um, that we're going in that route,、um, because I don't know how many people here are familiar with music therapy. Um, you know, as it's evolved as a profession,、um, but it's definitely originally not so evidence based, and then working、mm-hmm. toward evidence based. In evidence based, in the sense that there's and there, there's、uh, striving towards being empirical in the research and the data, and now from there, it's further evolving into focusing on the. Processing of music in the brain,、um, and how that can be used to help clients in pretty much any、uh, any field or any、uh, population age.、Mm-hmm. I think only the oh, so people always ask.、Uh, I, I get a lot of those questions. I think you do like、oh, who's gonna who can benefit from your therapy, right? Oh yeah! Who cannot benefit from your therapy? <laughs> I think we talked about that. If you have, if you have Lucia, <laughs> you, you're not going to want that. Better off with art therapy <laughs> or drama therapy, drama therapy. Also, yeah, yeah. So that's the, the only only type of you know people that、uh, it's it's hard for them to access music therapy. But、um, yeah, right? Because、um, there's even There are even pop. There's even like、um, music therapists who have worked with, I believe, the deaf,、mm-hmm. um, and that's more so with like percussion and with like vibrations and things like that. Because、mm-hmm. so, our body can hear sound as well. Right. It's not just、exactly. our ears. Our body can exactly. Hear sound. So, so music therapy、uh, really pertains to you know. Anything involving the the concept of music and what we view as music in our societies, right? So it doesn't have to necessarily be ears. It can be anything that you physically do as well、um, with music. And you don't need to be a musician. Sometimes it's better if you're not a musician. You know,、oh, <laughs> there are, there are t-、uh, to benefit from music therapy.、Uh-huh. You know, but it depends on the case by case basis. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You you mentioned that point.、Uh, um, sometimes you better not be a musician. <laughs> what do you see, like musician? What can be the barrier for musician to actually be involved、uh, or fully benefit from music therapy? <laughs> oh, you know this is really interesting.、Uh, I'm gonna add some context because、uh, you know now in China, I'm 
the strong advocate for immunotherapy, and a lot of people, um, probably for them, I'm the only or the first and only uh, access uh, to immunotherapy to experience there, to get to know about there. And uh, the first miss uh, people get is like, oh, I need to to add to 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 um, be involved to in immunotherapy or benefit from it. I probably need some music training. That's the people's uh, uh, misconception. So I would say, no, actually, with some no, music I training, maybe it's becoming more tricky for you. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> the opposite. Um. Well, you know, music therapy sessions, there's usually this need to be like very flexible for both the therapist and the client as well, you know, as needs, as needs can even change throughout the session. Mm -hmm. um, just in one session, needs can change. Yes. Um, so everything can change from one minute to the next. So we all have to be very flexible, everyone involved, right? Improv. Um, exactly. Improv. Improv. I think improvisation is like the best, um, Whenever I have a client who's like whose like goal is to be more flexible, improvisation <laughs> my go-to. I was like, we're working to improvise, and like, what's that? You're about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as uh, if there's an issue with music, I found the, that the major issue is if music in some way has been traumatic, which it can be. It can definitely be traumatic for for anyone. Um, for some people, it could be particular songs, but for some people, it can be music in general. Um, and particularly that happens with professional musicians in the classical world. <laughs> because um, I don't know how it is in China, but at least in the, in the U.S., the classical musicians, I think I was reading some statistics. I want to say it's like 40%. Don't quote me on that, though. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe around 40% of classical mu musicians um, experience um, generalized anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, the pressures of having to, of having the sense of like being perfect and, you know, you got to keep your chair and you have to always be practicing or else you could lose your, you could lose your job, you know, yeah. uh, um, that's your means of like feeding yourself or your family. It's a big deal. Um, whereas like maybe in other, other genres, there's a little bit more relaxation, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not, mm -hmm. you're, because it's more on the creative side, so you're not being pushed by anybody, by your conductor, by your music director, anything like that. But in the classical music world, you very much have this issue. Mm -hmm. um, so there have been cases of, like, especially in like older adults, where music therapy was, um, as we call it, contraindicated, mm -hmm. where it's actually very traumatic for them to just engage in music because they have so much anxiety surrounding that. So, you know, so. yeah, that I feel that's the saddest thing. It, uh, you know, it really is. Um, and I feel like it's changing a little bit because you do have um, some classical musicians who are like advocating for themselves more. And in general, we have a push towards advocating for mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that a lot of, you know, unhealthy behaviors and um unhealthy treatment in the classical world is being exposed so oh, love that oh, oh. <laughs> so, so, so i love that for them
Exposed. <laughs> That's what needs to be a TV show, the classical world exposed. Oh. <laughs> you know, um, but don't get me wrong. There's lots of beautiful parts to it, um, but there's a lot of like really stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I can I can see that because I have worked with some um, clients uh, both in the U.S. and 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 in China. Um, I remember it was it was so it was so um, in the moment when I heard their conversation, their sharing it. It's the emotion was so strong. It was trauma from way back, um, and I could also feel my emotion was so strong. My reaction to it. Um, I was leading a. It was a more like innovative uh, performance-based music therapy program. That it was a pilot program that I helped to design and, and launch and and facilitate. The clients were um, older adults, like older mm-hmm. adults we just talked,、mm-hmm. and who are still very healthy. They can live by themselves.、Uh, they don't need to go to an assisted living facility, and they have those needs, right? They have social needs because usually、mm-hmm. they are feeling more and more isolated because their friends, family,、um, close people passing away. These are like trauma and grief. A lot of them are experiencing, and also experiencing early onset kind of.、Uh, Physical like aging、uh, symptom like Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, and other you know the they feeling that the decline of their body, the muscle, their voice also and their、um, cognitive function.、Uh, so help them. So that the goal of that program is to help them to cope with all these and start to accept、um, the aging process and understand more how to aging. Healthy and also maintain your、mm-hmm. creativity, and also like building like new identity. Because sometimes, sometimes like when we lost someone like very close to us, like part of our identity also got lost.、Mm-hmm. And how do we connect? Like create new relationships、uh, with new people that we feel、uh, nurturing and caring. So these、um, and and the the people who come to the program were like it was a huge. Range of you know different、uh, background and also、uh, in in terms of uh, their uh, capability.、Um, some are、oh, we had we had、uh, musicians who are touring musician when they're、hmm. you know before retiring, and we have people who are、uh, who love singing, who love music, but never got a chance. So. During the first session, I was, you know, facilitating activity to、uh, let everyone have a voice and everyone get to introduce themselves and being heard and share their expectation. And there was one、uh, question I asked was about, you know, their music experience, you know, their relationship with music. And one member started to share, you know, with a very very tiny voice, feeling like really <laughs> suppressed. Uh, they are all around sixty to ninety years old, and she started sharing, you know,、uh, scary, a bit scary, like、uh, you know, very tight, like body, 
uh, body body shape. And then she said that she wanted to see her goal to be here is really to actually sing a choir. And uh, oh, by the way, the program we design as a choir. Um, at the right. end, we have a performance, and we have three months of in the rehearsal. Um, so during the process, we need to address all these goals I just mentioned. Um, and oh, she's okay. like, I really want to uh, sing. And then her eyes start to tear up, like she started being turned red, and she had started to tear up, and her body was shaking a bit um, because she she said she also was afraid. She needs need help and. Because when she was in high school, when she was in high school, the teacher told her that her voice was ugly, and when but but in the class, the teacher still have to include her in the class performance. So the teacher、mm-hmm. told her, "Just move your mouth. Don't make a sound during the、so. performance." And. It was, yeah. My heart just dropped. Like、oh. it was, like oh, uh, fifty, fifty, sixty years ago, and she's still suffering from that. Like all these years,、mm-hmm. she couldn't find her voice. And when she shared, a couple other members just come to like hug her because they experienced exactly the same thing. And.、Mm. Um, You know, that's that's、um, and that. Then I added another goal for those people in this this、uh, music therapy group is actually this is a place to rewrite the story.、Mm-hmm. It's they have gonna have a completely different experience than the trauma they experience. Yes, we're gonna rewire、yes. their brain, <laughs> and we did.、Wonderful. We yeah we did for those people there yeah they, towards the end when they're、uh, dressing up and perform like in front of the whole community we have a hundred fifty people attend、oh, awesome. the final performance、uh, at the local like aging center and it, the the director told us that was the that was the event they had the highest、uh, number of attendants it was the snow day the first snow day in Boston and then a hundred fifty Audience showed up. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And and towards the end, I once she find oh, this is a safe space. I gonna have completely different experience. I gonna be supported, unconditionally guided, and her voice also changed. You know, she's no longer shaking. Her vo- I can hear her voice was more out, her unique voice, rather than like、mm-hmm. like holding tight and hard to express.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that. yeah, that's how you know we can hear trauma in your voice. Yes, yes, you can hear it. You can see it in the way people carry themselves.、Um, you know, and they're obviously in the behaviors, right?、Um, I had a similar. I knew someone said I had a music teacher, and the thing is, the the crazy thing is, I had a very good relationship with this music teacher.、Um, she was my elementary school music teacher, and I went back to visit her, and she, I, I, she made me see. She said something that made me look back and think. I was like, "Did we have a good relationship?" Because 
because we like generally liked each other or did we have a good relationship because you thought I was a good singer, <sighs> you know, because she put me in this, like, she put me in this like special, like choir, the special men's choir that sang with like the high school. And, but I, I go back, you know, years later, and then she tells me about the student that she has who she, in her, in her words, she says, She's like, this woman, she's like, this, she's like, this girl cannot sing. I told her to just mm. same thing, I told her to move her mouth and not say anything. And I was like, you really told her that? She said, yes, I'm telling you. I was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> and she's like, fine. Like, she's not feeling bad or anything about it. Uh, the teacher, yeah, she's, she's not. She's just like, she's not she aware. Did- the, the impact that can have by someone. Yeah. I mean, she's a very nice lady, but she just didn't understand mm-hmm. that, that how powerful that is. And especially for that age, mm-hmm. you know, anything before your brain is developed, which is what around like 27 years old is when they're saying your brain is like fully developed. Um, anything before that can have a huge impact mm-hmm. after, of course, but especially before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so that's so, so that's some craziness. There's the effects of <laughs> there's mu- a little bit of music and trauma for y'all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I find the also beautiful thing like when uh like the work I'm doing in in Shanghai in China right now, um because you know in Chinese um in in China a lot of the kids who love music. Uh, the parents like the automatic link responses. So, okay, we uh, gonna send to piano lessons because that piano is very popular in mm. in China, and mm. usually kids started taking those classical music training, mm. <laughs> the classical music, European classical music training to be specific, specific, mm. and you know, and then those profession. The professionalism, those like you have to be exactly right, you have to be exactly, you know, accurately play every note, dynamic, um, change uh, rhythm, tempo, mm-hmm. everything written on the score. Uh, you have to express what the composer want to express, but not yourselves. Yeah, yeah. So these things are. These things all sinking, and I just, I just, I met so many people. Actually, in music therapy, like music therapy, is you know, uh, they start sharing their story, uh, their traumatic experience with the music education, the piano lessons they had, that become like was so traumatic because the teacher would be so strict. You have to do this. You cannot do that. Uh, personal, ex- you know, explosion is not not good, you know, because you are just doing the wrong, wrong thing, and all their initial interest in music got all washed away uh, through those music education class, through those piano <laughs> lessons class, and then now they're adults and they they still feel that. So I can see that they still feel that strong connection with music, like somehow inside them, like deep inside them. I could feel, if I visualize it, it's like a little musical light there, 
but around this light, this musical light, is all those traumatic experience that's like blacking out.、Um, and this little light couldn't find a way out. And、mm-hmm. that—that's you know when I hear their story, when I work with them, that's what I see is to help them remove all those black、uh, darkness、mm-hmm. around it, and then the music light can actually really grow to what it's supposed to be for. For everyone,、mm. so that's the trauma work I'm able to do.、Um, yeah, and that's the unique.、Uh, I think that's the unique benefit of expressive arts therapy, especially music therapy, and what music therapy offers that you know a traditional like music lesson doesn't,、um, unless you have like a more modern or progressive type of teacher. Like the Berkeley ones,、um, yeah, yeah.、Um, is that is that creativity? And I feel like really encouraging people to embrace their own creativity, to embrace their individuality, is what helps what helps them to、uh, break through the trauma. You know,、mm-hmm. the trauma is like it's like this huge barrier, and it's、yeah. really hard. Heavy. It's really, it's really heavy. It's hard to get through. And really, the own I feel like one of the biggest ways to to break, break through it. Um, can be to embrace your own individuality and your own creativity, especially in the case like you just shared, where that was really shut down as a child,、mm-hmm. which is which is a time in your life where it's supposed to be the most encouraged. Yes. So it's、uh, so you do have a lot of these cases where where it's shut down, and that can just it can really harm it. It can really harm a person in so many other areas of life if your creativity is really shut down.、Mm-hmm. It can harm your express your expressiveness, which can harm your ability to communicate, which can harm your relationships, and so on and so forth. You know, friendships or more intimate or otherwise, you know,、mm-hmm. uh, then further harms your ability to just function in society because we're, we're social creatures and we have to be able to communicate and express ourselves.、Mm-hmm. Phil, I, I think the <laughs> music, like trauma informed, trauma informed education, or youth therapy informed music education. That's <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, is, is to be become aware of that、um, aspects. I think uh, uh, some experiments. I've been doing it. It starts even before I knew music therapy was a profession in the、mm-hmm. U.S. Was because I start teaching students when I was teaching music,、uh, piano lessons specifically, when I was fifteen.、Uh, mm-hmm. Because my thanks to my parents really encouraged me. Like you can do this. This I see、oh, you、awesome. educate. Like、uh, you have this great capacity. Like.、Uh, Talent to teach, you, you know、awesome. how to exactly breaking things down for people and understand their needs, and they encourage me to. So I, fifteen, I read a lot of pedagogy book and,、mm-hmm. and started to like do lesson plan and and teach,、um, and in、uh, in that, so I just continue to teach in those years, and then uh, and uh, I was studying psychology as my first major, and I have.、Uh, Uh, family come to me,、uh, say, "Oh, we want、uh, to、uh, have music, you know, panelists for our son." One because, or, you know,、uh, we want him to 
have a skill and enjoy the music. The other, I think that's actually more urgent for them is, can you help him to calm down? <laughs> can you help、mm-hmm. him to sit for a, a certain period of time because he cannot? He just entered primary school, but he cannot sit down for more than ten minutes in class, and the teachers really. Like angry about it, and the teachers now suggesting the parents to take the kid to a hospital to do an evaluation.、Mm-hmm. Like maybe he has ADHD, you know, he's need to be on medication. But but the parents are like, oh no no no, we don't want to do that.、Uh, I think in intuitively they are looking for an alternative.、Uh, I think it's more holistic, a better option, and then they find me. So that's that was their the request to、mm-hmm. to help the kid like professionally translating into our professional language is like to help the、uh, the the kid to、uh, expand his、uh, attention span, right? And、yeah. to be able to follow instruction.、Uh, so that's the the goal we start to work on. And as we as I get connect with the the kid more, and he. I find he has a very strong channel of like drawing, actually. So、mm-hmm. I just, before we start to, and I find he has all those very strong, like emotions, like energies, that he could not contain. It was just、mm-hmm. all bubbling up, and that these energy, because of these energy, he could not sit down.、Mm-hmm. And I started wondering, okay, where does energy come from? And try to find a way for him to channel it out, so I can understand、uh, what it is and help him to process it. Because without processing it, you can't push him. Just say no. That's just not right. the right way.、Um, and I find he has a very strong channel through like a、uh, drawing. So I did before we start to play piano or play and doing musical thing. Um, I give him all those、uh, pens. I meet like a、uh, uh, coloring, coloring like material, and we start to just hey, like you need to tell me what's happening this week for you.、Mm-hmm. He's drawing out、uh, his feeling, and then started you know also verbalizing. I tell him the story, and then we start transferring to to music. Okay, how we maybe use movement, use music to. Connect all those ideas and thoughts, and become a so it's a multimedia processing for him. And then、right. I start to experiment with that, and I find that's actually what he needs. Is he's not he doesn't need like sit down and <laughs> play piano and practice like you know learn a new song, but he needs these media to help them to him to process.、Uh, mm-hmm. And as we work, like, you know, more session with him.、Uh, And you know, hearing his story, they、like, get to understand what actually happening.、Uh, and every time after this, he he come down, he's happy. And sometimes、mm-hmm. he would just sit and you know, we start to improvise for a long period of time.、Mm-hmm. You know, and、uh, I find you know he's like the 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 end goes. He did not need to go to hospital and get diagnosis or get medication because he's the. The behavior, the overt behavior we see, is because、uh, you know he cannot focus. He's like everywhere. Is because he's a very sensitive,、uh, sensitive,、uh, sensitive kid, and his parents was going through 
kind of divorced and not divorced like those a lot of uh, arguments and mm-hmm. and he felt all those and but he could not and did not have any space to mm-hmm. process it and these things just keep bubbling up and start affecting all aspects of his life and so then later I was it's become a family therapy I started you know at a certain stage, I, I showed the parents, okay, what we have been working on and what's the, uh, what's my observation um, and what's the best thing. And actually refer them to do like couple therapy um, mm. and also show the parents some skill and how do you help your kids to actually process. So you can also have a, a good connection with the kid and also in the home, he has such space to process all these things and yeah and then later he did not have any you know then he's uh um uh they call it eight so-called adhd seems to work gone yeah exactly so i'm so glad he's not on mad like (laughs) you know people people forget and there's there's a popular instagram uh He's a therapist, yeah. I think he's a, he's a child therapist. Uh, his name is Mr. Chaz. And I, I follow him and I love watching his videos because he's always talking about like child behavior mm. and child development. And people just forget about, you know, that, that children are still, you know, their brains are not like developed like an adult, you know. Yeah. They don't have all of the, they don't have all the coping, mechan- or coping tools, you know, they don't have like those, um, those resources to fall back on, you know, they're just kids, mm-hmm. um, you know. So when something is going on in their life, um, for them, it's just utter chaos. So what else are they supposed to do but like act out, mm-hmm. you know. And instead of, you know, they don't know, and, and that's and that's kind of what kids do, right? When especially before they're fully developed in their own personalities, um, they reflect whatever is put at them. Yes. So whatever kids put at them, they are going to reflect their environment, right? So that's a that's just one thing people, you know, just have to remember is that kids are going to reflect their environment and reflect what's around them until somebody else shows them something different. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, it's like. It's really, it's really, really interesting, but that's just how, that's just how it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. When you said like when, when uh, people are growing up, like become adults, forget how it was like as a child. <laughs> yes, we do. We absolutely, we absolutely do forget how we were as children because we get, we get all the societal, everything like placed onto us, right? You know, societal, societal pressure, standard stuff. And then we forget, you know how we were as kids um and children are so and children are actually so zen right you know didn't kathleen always said that (laughs) our professor uh you know children are very very zen actually because they feel because most of the time they feel most of the time they feel their emotions and then they let them go Mm -hmm. you know they they have these behaviors and then and but it doesn't persist and that's what they don't develop depression or anxiety or any like anything like that because they allow themselves to feel it and then they just let it go, mm-hmm. you know? uh, which is something that becomes less common and more forgotten as society starts to tell you to no, don't behave like that and don't do it this way. So it's up to you know a lot of times it's up to a music therapist or an art therapist or someone some kind of therapist to teach 
children how to uh, express themselves right in a in a healthy way, right? Mm-hmm. So express themselves in a in a in a way that's going to be good for them and also good for the environment. <laughs> <laughs> Good for the environment. (laughs) (laughs) Their immediate environment, (laughs) their their classroom, their home. (laughs) Maybe I don't know. Maybe it's also good for the environment. You know, if they were if they were burning down trees, we don't want that, right? So, (laughs) oh, if they start to um, develop this awareness of how my behavior can impact other people, then Mm -hmm. later definitely can translate to the bigger definition of environment, right? From immediate environment to the bigger. um, Exactly. Yeah. Helping them build that empathy for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. As as someone in the community um, uh, with all this connection with different people, how this ripple effect can, can happen. Mm -hmm. I think that awareness Mm -hmm. is as important as, how we become aware of what's happening inside, like all these yes, like yes, feelings. and not not all um, kids have that. And then, especially when children have a lot of like a lot of illness going on, um, like a lot of like I have one client particularly right now um, who I'm working with through another company, and you know he's he's got so much going on. He's got so much going on, and like just like the the number of like diagnoses Mm -hmm. so awareness outside of himself is like very limited because he's just like feeling so much you know so that's what we're working on right now Mm -hmm. is like processing the emotions we're doing a lot of that through improvisation then also understanding how the how his actions affect everyone around him you know and it's a uh no not yet Almost, almost, almost. He's he's twelve. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you so work Bible. a lot with like children and teenager. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for through the through the company that I work with, um, I'm working with children and teens, and a lot of them deal with either either they have like a just a ton of like metal like um diet like diet uh, medical, psychological diet. Okay, okay. Or, or some medical issues, mm-hmm. uh, but the majority of them um, have dealt actually with some sexual trauma. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them, it's helping them process and work through the the sexual trauma that they've been through, and then um, the after effects of it, and where they go from here um, in terms of healing uh, and getting past that. You know, um, yeah, and then and then with my own. With my own uh, business, um, I'm more focused on working with adults with obviously like self worth and things mm-hmm. like that because I feel like that's really important. Um, I feel like if we had if we had healthier adults, we would have healthier children because it's the <laughs> adults who it's the adults who have to take care of the yeah. kids, right? Definitely. Um, yeah, you know I... when you're. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you have something. Oh, I was just saying when you're, you know, when you're working with. Uh, when you're working with any client, especially if you're working with a child, there's this, there has to be like this realization that the, the child and the client is half the equation. The other half is, you know, his 
like his, his parents especially mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like everything else right because you can do everything you can with this child but if the parent and the home change. environment is not good yeah. then it's just gonna go back to how yeah. it was yeah you know yeah because that just how they're yeah how strongly their environment impact them Mm-hmm. And also, I feel like when you talk about working with adults on issue about like uh, self worth, mm-hmm. I could see some you know uh, metaphorically uh, use I <laughs> use visualization. I like can see is you know inside them we're working with their inner child. Yes, that yeah. probably was not raised um, by the adults in the past um in proper way or you know their needs were not met or something happened and we work with adults we're as therapists we were as you know assisting them to like by their side as a you know accompanist <laughs> musically mm-hmm. and, and and therapeutically um to raise their their inner child in a healthy way like very consciously, because we can do like step by step and and see what's happening and and learn new ways and practice them and make them really uh, become a habit or a new new like automatic behavior. That kind of exactly. Yeah. And, the, and there's so many ways to do that, and they but they all involve practicing a specific behavior, you know, and habit. it's and it's the power yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, give me just a moment. It's getting like the sun's going down. It's getting dark. So I'm going to turn on a light. <laughs> so I Sounds, can good. Some light. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so I'll be right back. Okay, that's better. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. See how it was like, right? You can see the difference now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <so> definitely. <laughs> but you don't notice because, like, it's just progressive. It's like progressively. We <laughs> <laughs> can't see anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, it's early yeah, morning. So... You can see the light start. <laughs> I know it, now. It's... It's just, you're... Yeah, there's You're not much sun. Yeah, that's there's not much sunlight uh, in Shanghai today. It's cloudy. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it's getting, like, still, we, yeah, we the... across the across the ocean, and the sun's going down there. The sun's going up here. It's it's crazy. We look time zones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um. I also I think we also wanted to talk a little bit about unless you wanted to talk more about like the you know trauma side of things we also wanted we wanted to talk a little bit about um just innovation in music therapy mm-hmm. um and I just wanted to talk about that like in our in our field right mm-hmm. uh, and we're we're becoming like very we're, we're definitely showing progress in, you know, in like neurologic music therapy and in the evidence and the research. But um, I think there's, I think there's a lot of music therapists who still definitely limit themselves in 
and about who they believe they can serve and the ways in which they can serve, you know? Um, and the way, and I feel like the way you break past that again is again, we have to embrace our own individuality, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Embrace our own creativity because everyone has their own unique experience, unique talents and skills. That's going to allow you to do something that, you know, that no other, no other person can do, right. Mm -hmm. Except for, you know, um, because, because that, what you're going to do is going to be who you are. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, it's really focusing on the, on the self-worth and I use like specific images with word associations, um, because that's really something that is personal to me because that, because anything that I, that I use in music therapy is something that I also use just for myself. Mm -hmm. Obviously I can't therapy on myself, but (laughs) it doesn't work. Yeah, Test on yourself. You. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll do therapy on myself. But these are, um, you know, health practices. These are mindfulness practices for me. Um, it's part of like it's part of my morning routine. Mm-hmm. You know, in that I in that I like use a specific card and I or that has like an image and a word association that I like meditate with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah that I do like a little bit of reflective singing with that, that I actually, you know, write a little bit of a little song about that, that has, you know, basically like, let's say the word is, Oh, let's, let's say, let's say it's, uh, it's brilliant, right? The word is brilliant. And, and so I'm actually like, I'm writing my own, my own lyrics about like how brilliant I am. <laughs> <laughs> And that's really, that's really important. That's really important. I put it and I put it to a melody, you know, uh, that I'm familiar with and I sing it to myself and I do this every day and that's, and that matters. Every day. So yeah, every day you have a different word and different sound, different image. Yeah. I only have 40 cards. So eventually it runs <laughs> out. But, <laughs> but, but they all say like very, very wonderful things. Um, <laughs> would you like? Would you like to share one, <laughs> one little brilliant song that you sing to yourself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's like it's, it's very very simple, you know. Like um, you could, it's very like if you want to take like "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," uh-huh. you know, and like um, it's like I am brilliant, I am nice, I am also full of spice, you know, oh, something nice. like <laughs> it's like. Just something, you know, as simple as that and just sing it, singing it to yourself and you do this consistently, it rewires your brain, changes the way that you think about yourself, right? Mm-hmm. You start mm-hmm. to, to value yourself more. Um, and I, I think we don't, be, I think society just places value on just all the wrong things. We're so messed up, at least in the U.S., we're so messed up about that, about where value lies. Um, I think, yeah, I think everywhere. I think like uh, there's a phenomenon in in China now, like a lot of people feeling. Uh, I don't know how to translate English called "内卷," which is a was it an economic term uh, from the beginning. Uh, uh, that's where it came from, uh, which just means like when everybody is kind of so usually the innovation or high growth uh, are like coming from like uh, new like technological. Uh, tech technology advancement, right? Then boom, there's a lot of new possibility, like booming uh, uh, values, and then everybody share. 
And when、mm-hmm. there's a certain period, there's no such innovation, and then everybody's just going through this like the the existing ways, and then the only way they can compete is. Okay, you work five hours. I'm gonna work eight hours. You work eight hours. I'm gonna wait twelve <laughs> hours with the exact same me- like same methods, the same way of thinking, or same technology, or same process. And then people sort of compete on that、um, because、mm. of, I mean it's a dead end. Like how many hours do you compete? Like it's just twenty four hours a day <laughs> for <Right> . everyone. <laughs>、um, so nature is like.、Uh, You know, it's it's kind of、uh, become a f-、uh, social phenomenon because then everybody just、uh, there's a lot of people、uh, they are carried away in that mindset. Like, yeah, you can hear like in China it's called I don't hear it in the U.S. at all, but in China it's pretty famous. A lot of people like, oh, I work nine nine six. I work zero zero seven. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 like this. Nine nine six. I I feel like I've I've heard that before because I think it's there's something similar in Japan, but <laughs> but、uh, please. It's a nine a.m. So working nine a.m. to nine p.m.、Mm-hmm. for six days a week, <sighs> or working zero. <laughs>、uh, uh. Yeah, it's like zero to zero, like、uh, for seven days a week. Because like basically, there's no rest because you are on call all the time. If your manager needs something from you, you're you're expected to just respond right away. Because if you don't respond, our competitors gonna respond, and then like we're gonna left behind, and then、uh, you know people are carried in this kind of、uh, it's like a storm, you know.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and. I lost that sense of okay, what you actually want to do, but more、um, just doing what everybody else is doing and, and going the same same route. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So that's it's, it's, that's you when you talk about like social expectation or what the society try to push on you right now. That's what's happening, like for all the Chinese young people. Exactly. It's that it's that productivity mindset. Um, and then not just productivity, but productivity of what society says you should produce,、mm-hmm. what society values as like this is valuable, so we're gonna produce this, you know.、Um, and it can just it can be very very backwards, you know.、Uh, obviously, there's some things that we need produced, right? We need food, we need clean water, we need shelter. <laughs> But、um, you know, you look at—I don't know. Let's take like the the clothing industry now. That now, don't get me wrong, <laughs> fresh threads, right? <laughs> you know, I love I love my dashikis, but you know, does someone really need to kill themselves over making like a thousand dashikis a day? Not really. <laughs> yeah, overconsumption right now is.、Uh... Yeah, all that's also yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Marketing advertisement and、uh, try to get your mind tricked into oh yeah, like, I think the 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 a very common one is、uh, also those advertisement try to trick you is oh if you get this you will be happy or you will be successful、mm-hmm. you will be a good、mm-hmm. mom a good whatever a good student whatever and. 
then exactly. I feel sometimes like a hypnosis, like you're not aware of. It's just getting to your mind, and if you're not setting proper boundary or like proper awareness, conditions of worth based on right conditions of worth based on the material aspects, the material things, and you you hear you know. You know, at least a lot of a lot of my friends talk about it. And I hear lots of therapists talk about how that's like such a huge issue. Um, so I'm really just reiterating, you know, what's already been said a thousand times. So mm-hmm. we, I think, we need a thousand times more until society understands. You know, right? Because that- these ads are even saying like million, <laughs> billions times more. <laughs> exactly. So the only thing I can practice we're saying a thousand times more. No, no, no. That's not this. It's 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 not wrong to like, to like material things and to want material things, but it's not indicative of your worth and your value. Mm -hmm. You know, that comes, uh, from within, um, that comes from just who you are as an individual, you know? Yeah. Society has so much much emphasis on doing, not on being. Mm-hmm. Right then, Ex- yeah. Like what's uh, then? Like, it's really become like people become like a tool because your your identity, your words is all connected with a tool. Like you are a tool. How good you, are. <laughs> how how productive you are, how effective you are. Yeah, and what what's the worst that without doing anything, you're being is already valuable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly exactly because I, I feel like no matter what you there's there's somebody that you matter a great deal to like i think everyone is important to someone is like like especially important you know we're all we're all important to society society oh, but I th- you're important to yourself there you go you got to be important to yourself first. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. She knows what she's talking about, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you have exactly, exactly. Forget what I said, what she said. <laughs> important to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Which is like really what, what my what my focus is, you know, in in my work is that people need to need to recognize their own importance and to be important to themselves mm-hmm. so people to to start doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all that also I, I i remember there was a great learning point that i feel benefit from like my music therapy training and it's beneficial for my entire life is the the moment um it was just the presence the presence of a person uh, with Basil, you know, Basil. <laughs> I remember Basil, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I um, was, um, I think, um, you know, when it was like, you know, when I was in internship and we're learning about, yeah, we're, we're, we're still learning a lot of things. Uh, and there was uh, one time, we were discussing about okay, what technique or what kind of approach, uh, what the theory behind, and we're thinking it's doing, right? All this doing, 
we're thinking about right. those things how to do like actively thinking about it um and and <laughs> and he brought up like what about your presence sometimes you don't need to do anything just you being there it's transformational mm -hmm. exactly as important as all the doing this is so true this is so true just by being in contact with someone they can transform you mm -hmm. you know um absolutely i love that i love that that's so and that's so that's so true just just your presence mm -hmm. you know? and sometimes it's so needed some people really really just need someone there mm -hmm. don't have to say anything you know it's like um a lot of times you, you see this like in friendships right um in really really deep friendships and really really close friends um or like or like a, a spouse or a lover or something like that you know where you don't need to say anything you just need they just need you there mm -hmm. don't need to do anything they just need you there mm -hmm. just to feel like they're supported mm -hmm. you know so yeah presence is powerful I like that. I need that. I need that on a on a pillow. Presence is powerful. Are you gonna write a quote or something and draw a quote? <laughs> I, I want it. I want it. I want it like a. I want it like on a shirt or on a pillow or something. Like, Ooh, <laughs> presence is powerful. Powerful. <laughs> Understand like, what it actually is. I think it's experiential. You need to like experience it, and like mm -hmm. oh, I got it. Right. It's really hard to also say. Yeah, presence. The word. Like just say it. It's it's simple, but like how many feelings and memories and experience mm -hmm. associated with you know when I talk about patterns, I always go back to that like supervised supervision meeting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I you know if I'm of course if I'm with like my more like spiritual friends, then we're gonna call it like the energy or the vibes. You know, the mm -hmm. the vibe. You know, what's your like? What's your vibe? What's your energy and stuff like yeah. that. It's like it's like oh, I love your energy. Just 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 stay right here. Just sit right here with me. It's like something like that. Or I love I love your vibe. Let's just vibe. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, we are vibe. We we are vibration. Everyone is all mm -hmm. the, the entire universe is vibration. Exactly. And that, just exactly. vibrate at different frequency. Yes. 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 You know. Um, so. I think we got, we definitely went in like really nice direction. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you you got. <laughs> I know we, we want to go to another direction. I know. I also want to ask you. You're working with with people. I mean, me too. Like working with people with trauma. So mm -hmm. how do you take care of yourself so that you're not burning out? Oh, burnout! Burnout! Yes. Burnout! Okay. Um, I think thus far I've done a pretty great job at not burning out. Like I said, I have like my self care like routine yep, that's in the morning. Um, I've really gotten into like more like exercise because I've realized exercise is really important for me and keeping me in a good headspace. Um, what kind of exercise? <laughs> Very detailed. I'm, I'm trying to get muscular. I'm trying to get. Oh, weight you know? training. 
<laughs> I do. Yeah. So I'm weight training, but I'm also doing, you know, I go, I go out on walks as well. Uh-huh. You know, that is also really important to me. Um, and I'm just exploring different, you know, outdoor interests. Um, I'm planning on go taking some surfing lessons soon because I've always wanted to surf. Uh, oh yeah. Surfing is a great, um, great way to get into the flow zone as mm. well. So that's, that's what I need. <laughs> but I, um, overall, you know, it's just all of these, it's a combination of self-care uh, habits that kind of keep me going. Um, I try not to take anything with me from the session. Like I try not to bring any of that with me. Sometimes it's hard, yeah. you know. When, with human beings. Yeah, especially if, um, particularly when like a client has something going on in their life. Um, like I've had, I've had a client where I'm like, I'm working with them, but they're living with their abuser, mm. but there's nothing that this person can do about it, you know, yeah. <sighs> And like the system is so wonky that, you know, the, the social workers and the caseworkers that I'm working with, they can't do anything about it either. And I just get like frustrated. Um, and that's, and so when I get into those moments, um, sometimes like that, I need to reach out to like a friend or I need to just, I need to go out with friends or do something to completely get my mind off of it. Cause I, cause sometimes when I'm like, if I'm by myself and I'm in that headspace, I'm really going to ruminate on it. Sometimes even if I meditate, I'm still going to ruminate. So Meditate. um, Meditation is when you see all those crazy thoughts going on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I meditate in the morning too, and that's also very, very helpful. But there are times where you just have to go out and get go somewhere else, be somewhere else, do something completely different. Um, And that helps me a lot. I think my friends help me a lot. Mm-hmm. Do something completely fun and and for mm-hmm. you. yeah, exactly. To, yeah, to, I think self care. Uh, to to summarize in your in your sentences is to meet your own needs. Yes. Yeah. Realize your own needs and meet them. Exactly, and it's a big part. The realizing part, realizing our own needs, because um, you know. You can't do anything until you're aware of what you need. Right? And it's, and there's a lot of therapists who sometimes feel guilty about that. Mm. I think there's, uh, you know, they'll feel guilty about compassion fatigue, you know, yeah. or they'll, the, uh, if there's maybe people here who don't know what compassion fatigue, um, compassion fatigue is when you exhaust yourself um, empathetically. Right. So it's when you have done so much feeling for others that you can no longer feel for them. You mm-hmm. don't feel like you don't, you're no longer like, and at least for that moment, maybe that day or that week or that month, or, you know, you're, you're not feeling empathetic towards people. I was like, I, it would be like, I, I hear you crying, but it's doing nothing for me. I'm sorry. Um, and it can yeah. happen. It definitely happens. You're afraid of being numb emotionally. Yeah, exactly. You become, you essentially become numb. Um, and I, and it's a very natural thing and I don't think anybody should feel guilty. Um, and no one, no one therapist or otherwise 
feel guilty about that because you can we we can just exhaust ourselves not just physically you can exhaust yourself mentally emotionally in so many ways and when you exhaust yourself you've got nothing left so that's when you gotta you know you gotta recharge yeah yeah just like physical if you if you're running for an entire day or if you are hiking for an entire day naturally mm -hmm. the next day you want to rest you don't want to <laughs> that intense exactly. when you do that intense exercise and the physical body you need to recover it's just yes yes mm -hmm. exactly yeah what do you what do you think it's uh most challenging when working with people um it's like you know it's kids um who experience those severe trauma oh my god my gosh! Oh my gosh. Uh, I opened a Pandora you, box. Just, <laughs> you do because just you, just you, just you like mentioned it, made me like tear up because I'm very, oh. I'm very like uh, empathetic and I, uh, and like I have to sometimes I don't, that's that's another thing. Like sometimes I want to like cry in sessions for like especially mm. for children because when they talk about what they've been through and it's just something that no child should ever have to go through. Um, I think that's the that is the hardest part. Um, and I think for me, it's probably the, the, definitely the hardest thing is just like, is it's processing that, you know, mm. processing that emotions and then, and in the moment, you know, mm. because it, it hits me right there. It hits me right there in the session for some people it might hit them later on and they can mm. like you know, hold it off later on. For me, it's in the session. So that's the hard part is that I have to still work. I'm still working with this client, you know, but I can't let, you know, what they've told me, like, overwhelm me emotionally. Mm -hmm. I be there for them, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the hardest part. Mm -hmm. how, yeah, how, how do you handle that then? They put, put the emotion in a box. <laughs> <laughs> that's something I use, you know. Uh, I mean, not only therapy, but sometimes in in real life, if you when encounter like very emotional situation, but you still need to stay calm, I'll promise myself, okay, I feel it, I see those things, I see those emotions, and I see what I need. Okay, let's put in the into a you know a gift box, and mm -hmm. I promise myself I will open it at a certain time to process it. Mm. Like that's. The visualization yeah. I usually do. That's good. That's good. I might I might borrow that. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> uh, Duplicate it. <laughs> for, I think I think I will because uh, what I because what I typically do is that um, I'm even though I feel very strongly I'm I'm also simultaneously able to to really focus in mm. you know I'm able to focus like even more you know, on the person, you know, on my client. Uh, and I'm usually able to, you know, hold off until I'm like in the car after, oh. after the session. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, it's a waterfall. <laughs> oh. um, uh, just because there, there's a time for it, you know, a time for, for tears because it can be, it can also show like a certain authenticity and vulnerability to a client they might mm -hmm. need um but only to a certain degree because there's also the fact that you know this is a child this is a teenager and they already yeah. have so much 
on emotions that I don't want to force my emotions on them as yeah. well. Yeah, they need um, you to be the the rock and the, the stable figure. Exactly. If I felt like it was appropriate in the moment, then I would probably, you know, let it flow. <laughs> um, but how do you know it's I, appropriate moment to let it flow? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so let far there. There has so far there hasn't been one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um in a hypothet in a hypothetical uh situation um maybe you know they they might need they might need a hug, you know. Mm -hmm. They might need a hug and in that moment if they need the hug, then I can also accept that I need the hug too. And that can be okay sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, depending, depending on the client, if they're, if they're okay with that and whoever's present, mm -hmm. um, there's all these kind of ethical things to go on, but assuming like everything is ethically all right, maybe a little side hug or something like that. Um, if they need it, then I can also, it, like, basically it can also be for me too, you know, does that, does that make you know, you can use you can you can use it for yourself. Hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, you know. Now, in general, we want to, as therapists, we want to like avoid a lot of like bodily contact for ethical reasons, right? But there are moments, you know, yeah, it it is kind of you got to feel it out. It's yeah. very hard to just call right here. And I have to really be in the moment in the situation to know if mm -hmm. it's the right time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it really depends also from as a mute therapist or also with training psychodrama, it depends on who you're working with. Like, for mm -hmm. example, when I work with uh, children with uh, children uh, with like ASD and uh, um, like autistic child, some you know, sometimes they need those. Like the physical contact can be like intentional as a therapeutic intervention. Like working right. with older adults also. Sometimes that, you know, my presence in some it's a, it's a physical contact. I mean a hand just on on their hand, on their shoulder mm -hmm. is is a moment for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really uh, a very nuanced, you know, physical contact, how much is when, who, which part, uh, how to deliver, mm -hmm. and it's a very nuanced uh, question. Uh, I think I've only experienced the physical contact situation. I've only experienced that actually in, in my internship mm. uh, uh, with, like, yeah, with, with children who are dealing with uh, ASD, but, you know, they initiated the contact. So, you know, that was okay for me. Now, as far as like right now, I'm working with a lot of teens and children in like who dealt with specifically sexual trauma. Sexual trauma is, yeah. So, <laughs> so yes. I'm definitely not going to initiate, yeah. you know, any kind of physical contact. And up until now, I think uh, I've only had, I've only had one uh, client uh, initiate, you know, an actual an actual hug. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a big um, step for them. Yeah, that is. That definitely was a huge, huge for him. But yeah.
Mm. Can get therapeutic work can get very deep, y'all. <laughs> can get with what? Very deep. <laughs> yeah, I'm. It's therapy. It's therapy. <laughs> it's therapy. <laughs> it's therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the I'm the king of stating the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i'm looking at the time i i know we also want to talk about like private practice stuff uh, i think uh yeah the time is um uh almost for to you know almost up for today i think we can save those topic for another another um oh what time is it podcast episode oh. <laughs> timekeeper <laughs> and uh let's end with a musical reflection how, how about that just that like sounds a, good to yeah. me would you like to the leave same, that or yeah yeah or, just the same way we began like uh oh we can well the sound yeah. will be different <laughs> so we can do that and then um after this closure we will open uh the q a and the interaction with the audience who are in the recording space all right or um you know we could do if you if you'd like um mm -hmm. can we do like one of my little like self-worth exercises oh, yeah. totally okay um i'm just gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and just like grab a grab a card just <laughs> and just like show y'all really quickly so 40 right cards <laughs> no not all 40 <laughs> at the same time <laughs> So for audience in the recording space, uh, if you have any questions or reflection, feel free to type in the chat or prepare it. And then after this uh, musical activity, we're gonna open up uh, the space for everyone. Now I do have these digitally, but just for the sake of time, I thought I'd just like, instead of having like, you, you yeah. screen share and do all that, uh, I'm just gonna grab it and then show. This is one of my favorites. It says sun and then it says growth. Mm. And it's actually, the, it's the yoga pose of doing like the sun, sun salutation. salutation. Yeah. Um, so I love that, you know, and then it says growth. So there's the image. So what I want uh, y'all to do is just, I want you to think about I want you to think about different ways. Oh, I'm going to play music, and I just want you to think about different ways that that you have grown just in this past year, right? Who are you today versus who are you, you know, a year ago, right? Think of all the ways that you've grown. Okay. Now I'm just going to play. We'll see how this works out.
so that would be so in in my session that's uh like the first thing that we do <laughs> and then we move on to and then we move on to the um to the reflective singing and then after that to the songwriting nice but that, reflective but kinda, singing. yeah yeah essentially you know what we Oh, right. I was going to talk about it. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> oh, right. Was, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if we're running out of time. <laughs> I mean, briefly? <laughs> briefly? Okay, briefly, briefly. Yeah, like, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so re reflective singing is basically um, the same as, like, verbal reflection, um, which is an old therapeutic technique, but instead you're just singing, right? So the idea is that in the session, you know, we have like these, these images that, you, that anybody can choose from and they all have these positive traits with this um, image association with it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the person, they can go through and they choose whatever they would like to focus on. So they choose, you know, their particular image. Then we do that meditation like we just did um, and whatever their particular uh word is they reflect on that then from there in the singing in the singing reflection uh people are paired up and basically they have to sing you know the person has to sing um like it like if it was you you and myself da, 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 da. Uh, well i was singing like oh like um i have grown as a teacher and then you would reflect, sing that back to me. You oh, have grown I as see. a teacher. And then you would sing, I have grown as a therapist. And I would sing to you, mm -hmm. you have grown as a therapist. Mm -hmm. And then do that for, you know, it's about like a five minute kind of deal. Um, and then validation. That, it's validation. And it's to really hear, to really hear what you're saying and to hear from someone else is, you know, actually really different. It's like, it's like, exactly. It's like, oh yeah. It's like, I have grown, you know, someone else is saying it to me. Sometimes you kind of need that. Yeah. Um, Feedback. And it can be helpful. Exactly. And it can be helpful. And then from there, um, based on, you know, all of these uh, kind of like their affirmations, essentially, right. All these like affirmations that um, you've come up with during this singing and reflection, you can use some of those in the lyric substitution songwriting that comes next. Mm -hmm. so it all like sets up and flows mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. that's what usually i work with some uh like the self-worth issue with mm -hmm. adults yeah yeah well thank you for sharing yeah, i know we can absolutely. talk for hours like five six we seven can. Like, we can just <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah absolutely um are we opening opening it up to questions now? Yes, yes. Let's okay. open it up for question now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.